listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. podcasting to you from the center of the great state of Oklahoma, where I, for one, am excited about 2023. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where we're all still celebrating Tulane's bowl game victory. I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> I don't even know about this. I did. I did watch a couple of bowls. Uh, I watched both national championship or both college football playoff games, and then I watched the relevant college football games to this family, which would be uh, University of Washington versus UT. In yeah, University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma University versus uh, Florida State, they did not win. Uh, so those are, those are that, that's the extent of my my college. But th- this one is point. also very relevant to you and to the people of the fine state of Oklahoma because they were playing USC. Oh, did, and, no way! Is and this they, really this, yeah, this happened? So, How did I miss this? Oh no! So t- Tulane was losing by. Um, 15 points with uh, three minutes left in the game. About three minutes left in the game. They score a touchdown. uh, Kick the extra point to go down eight. Right. Kick off. They kick off deep, which was kind of borderline. The coach said afterwards he was debating whether to onside kick it or kick it deep. So they kick it deep. The USC, you know, five-star wide receiver goes over to field the kickoff at the one-yard line, bobbles it out of bounds at the one. Oh, my gosh. he's going to fair catch it and get it at the 25 or whatever, bobbles it out of bounds at the one. Uh, Second, first down, they don't get anything. Second down, they run like a delayed handoff out of their own end zone. Brilliant play calling by USC's coach your favorite person oh yeah he's he's an offensive genius never won a bowl game but great (laughs) big offensive genius it was a safety by like three yards (laughs) so then they have to so then they're only up six have to kick off 
Tulane drives down, scores the winning touchdown. <laughs> Game over. Doesn't even go to overtime. So that is unbelievable. I am disappointed in, in myself for not knowing that, but it is yeah. awesome to hear. And three minutes left in the game, down by fifteen. Fifteen. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. if I was if I was to tell you this story, and I said fifteen minutes, or excuse me, three minutes left, down by fifteen, would you in a million years guess there's a safety in there? <laughs> no, <none. laughs> to, to make the difference up, like that's yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, because you. To get a safety, it's almost off of always off a punt, and you're not going to have a punt in that situation. When you start the story, the only thing that makes sense is a touchdown and two touchdowns and two two point conversions. Yeah, or like, yeah, or you know, he tied up and beat him in overtime. But right. no, it's in in regulation. Uh, it's it's a good game. It's it awesome, high scoring game. When but, was it? Uh, bef- I don't I don't remember. I don't remember the date. Was it before but, yeah. New Year's? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, okay. so it must have yeah. been right in that couple-game period where we were watching Oklahoma and the Huskies. Yep. Well, I was watching the Huskies in Seattle, so I went home, went home. Eh, that's a weird way to say that. I don't know. That's a Freudian <laughs> slip a bit. Can you go home again, Tim? I can't. I am home right yeah. now. This is home. Just in case there's any curiosity, I don't... I don't want to bag on the Seattle area too much. For we have many listeners there, and I lived there for a long time. But you know, we were my wife and I were kind of curious. Like, oh, are we gonna? You know, my and my mom was asking, are we gonna be a little nervous? Did we make the wrong choice? You know, see Seattle and be like, oh my gosh, this is great. And uh, no, zero chance. Nope, not at all. Not not at all. One thing that. Uh, the, the the first thing that really we notice is just like it's just it's absolutely jam packed, and I know people from bigger cities are out there thinking it's not that big, but Seattle is just crammed into this small area, and it's just people everywhere. It's jam packed. Traffic is terrible. <laughs> it's just like forgot. It's weird. They call it normalcy bias, right? Normalcy bias is like you get a new house and it's a big house and you're like, this is so awesome. And every day you're in it and you're like, this is a great house and I love how big it is. But then like normalcy sets in and your, your brain's like, oh, this is normal. This is what it's like. And then all of a sudden, you know, you do that for a whole town and you go back to a place like Seattle and the normalcy bias is gone. You're like, whoa, everything's crammed together and there's traffic and people everywhere. Not huge deterrence, but, uh, it was it was wild. I mean, we we first off, we barely got out of here. We are taking off, and the people behind us, uh, as like we were in the air for like an hour, and the people behind us were like, "Hey, Governor Stitt just declared a state of emergency. The temperatures are going to drop to negative ten tomorrow. It's you know huge deal." We're like, "What in the world?" So we land in Seattle, and then we're making our way all the way up to Edmonds, and in Seattle, SeaTac. Roads are dry. Everything's fine. Or they're, they're wet, which is you know twelve yeah, months typical. Of the, yeah, twelve months of the year, <laughs> but uh, uh, nine months of the year. But I'm like, no big deal. So, do you want an all wheel drive or front wheel drive car? You know, you could upgrade to all wheel. I'm like, I don't need all wheel drive. I lived here for 22 years. I'm fine. I'll, I'll take the front wheel drive. <laughs> get all the way to like the closer I get to my in laws' house, the dicier it gets. And by the time I turn, which is like a quarter mile, half mile from their house, off one of the main roads, it's like. Straight up ice. Like it had, they had a huge snowstorm like right before yeah. we came, and then it was still on the ground and it hadn't uh, thawed yet. So we pull in, I think it's the 22nd. 
on the 23rd, I had scheduled a uh, haircut for my son and I from a barber that we loved there. A good friend of mine who, by the way, gave me and my son an awesome haircut for free. Uh, but on the 23rd, we tried to uh, go get a haircut and I couldn't get out of the driveway. Like literally one of those TikTok or Twitter videos you watch on Seattle freeze and how bad their hills are. I like huh. backed out of the hill and just sat there and just started sliding sideways back and <laughs> forth and back and forth. And finally, I kind of pushed it in. Some nice gentleman next door came over and gave us some traction traction ramps you know through the little traction things underneath i shot right up and went right back to the house went inside said hey you know we can't get not out going anywhere not today. going anywhere today so <laughs> had to uh do some last minute christmas shopping on the 24th but after that it was uh all gravy that i think it was the 24th where everything melted so it started raining like a normal seattle rain on on uh christmas eve christmas and it, eve, yeah. it pretty much didn't stop until we left but it was like just rainy and just the normal stuff. So we had a wonderful Christmas. It was great to be around uh, my in-laws and the kids had a blast and everything was cool. It was nice to be just kind of away from just our, you know, stuff here with the business and my wife, we all had to shut down all the online stores and we just had to relax. And my wife, you know, started reading a book and we just had good conversations with family. It was really, really nice, really relaxing. I had planned to do a show. I even brought all my stuff, but just didn't end up working out. It was nice to take a little break. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really crowded up there. It's really dark. That, that was the other thing that hit me really hard. It's like, mm, yeah, that, that 4 It's dark so early. Dude, man. that 4.15, 4.30 dark. Yeah. It's like, what is this? What? Like, what? Yeah. You get used to that here. And you, it, it's, you know, it's light until at least 5.30 or so. No, right. 4.15. Boom. It's dark. It's so... That was a little bit weird um, to deal with again, but you know you get used to that sort of stuff. But it, I, I do like the sun; it's nice. But the other thing, my wife pulled me aside after we had taken, you know, I went out and got a haircut, or she went out with her mom, and she says, "Have you had any interactions with the people?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, y- "Yes." What do you mean? She's like, "I've had two or three times where people stop and just like." Just like look at me like I'm completely crazy. And then I realize like I'm trying to have a conversation with them <laughs> and be mm. nice. And they don't like they're not used to it. But she's like just trying to be kind. And then she gets, you know, she's like back here, you know, I'm in the I'm in line at Goodwill and like the lady behind me has to talk to, you know, by the time she gets to the front of the line, she knows who has the kids and right. what sports they're in and everything else. And up there, people just don't want to talk to you. Like it's really funny. Really really like strange so uh we definitely made the right choice i'm excited that god put us here when he did i'm happy to be back in my home state and uh everybody else can think it's flyover country and flat and boring i know i did for a long time uh but uh it's uh it's actually pretty awesome you know it makes me Mm -hmm. makes me uh appreciate it appreciate it even more uh was absolutely gorgeous up there as it always is. I mean, there's nothing, nothing better than Northwest for nature and stuff like that. So we made several trips to the beach and showed my daughter a little, if you know, lift up a rock and you could see little crabs and just you know, cool stuff like that, Northwest stuff. But uh, overall, wonderful trip. But uh, I'm glad that uh, we live here. Uh, flight back was fine. I wrangled two kids uh, on the airplane, and the great part about uh, never giving your kids any ipad or screen time is uh if you ever if you decide like well i think i'm gonna give them some screen time 
then you buy yourself at least an hour or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your well, daughter did okay on the way up there? Yeah, I know you were concerned about that, and I appreciate that. Uh, funny thing that happened was uh, my daughter was fine, and we were super concerned. My wife sometimes, uh, she, she remembers struggling with uh, the the issues as a kid with earaches and stuff and the pressure mm-hmm. change. I know that was what you were concerned about as well. Uh, what ended up happening, though, is if you remember... Uh, my son was getting over his sickness about the time that, you know, I never got over mine and then realized I had pneumonia. So he still had some congestion and he actually had an issue when we mm. were coming in for late. Cause there is nothing like landing in Seattle. You want to talk, you're like 30,000 feet flying over Mount Rainier. And then it's just like, <laughs> drop down to sea level, all the way down to sea level. Sea level yeah. in like 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes at most. I'll just, yeah. So even my, me, I'm like trying to yawn, open my mouth, but my, my, my son turns and he's like starting to kind of panic. And my, my wife talked him through it because she had been through it too. But he was, he was not thrilled, but it's great because, you know, he's sick. So we could, hey, buddy, you got to yawn. Here's some gum. Try and chew that. See what you can do. But uh, it's, I'm glad it wasn't my daughter because that would have been a lot harder because you can't explain it or, or help him out. But yeah. uh, after we flew out of there, everything was fine. So. It was a good trip overall. There was some sickness uh, sprinkled in there with the uh, relatives and whatnot. I'm just I'm excited to not be sick soon. I'm I'm not now, and neither is anybody in my family. But holy cow! And it's yeah. funny. I started to wonder if there's something wrong with me or my family because obviously I was sick for on and off there for like a month. But now I'm starting to see other people on Twitter, other people that I know personally who have gotten sick multiple times in the last two months. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's wild out there. I'll tell you that it's uh, it's wild. So, what airline did you fly on? Oh, the only airline worth flying on out of Seattle, and that's Alaska, man. Alaska okay. does a nonstop to Oklahoma City. And, well, that's yeah, because yeah, my by coincidence, uh, my wife is flying out tomorrow to Seattle, mm-hmm. and yeah, she's taking that direct Alaska flight. So. I. That was a huge game changer for me, and it started, gosh, I want to say like 2013, somewhere in that range, um, because I was living there and flying home here. As soon as they started doing a nonstop, I I've, I paid the extra money and taken it every time, because my whole naval career and, and thereafter, I was taking, you basically can't get a direct flight, so it was always to Dallas, Denver, or sometimes Phoenix to jump right. over. And it's such a pain for the the quick layover and all that. You stuff. don't want to do Phoenix because that's probably Southwest, and that's Not a little anymore, rough right? these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry for the the long rant, but uh, my uh, revisit to Seattle. I didn't go downtown. I stayed in the suburbs, but even in the suburbs, I, I noticed like more graffiti. And mm. oh, by the way, my rental car. I told you my rental car was keyed on like three sides. Super nervous that that happened when we had it, but when I took it back, I was, they were checking it in, and as soon as the guy scanned the thing, I'm standing right beside him, and it just pops up and says body damage, and I was like, "Hey, what's that? Why does it say body damage?" He's like, "Oh, there's like scratches all over this car." I was like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> so <what> was it? <laughs> so it wasn't because I was worried somebody did it to yeah. me, like when I parked somewhere. But right. anyway, somebody keyed three sides of this car, and it, I saw a lot of graffiti everywhere, and it. it it's it's disappointing to see that in the suburbs. I think that and and you know have people look at you weird when you're nice to them. 
Start yeah, to Edmonds of... is not uh, downtown no. Seattle. No, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> the median is yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, a retirement community for wealthy people. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not quite. Bill Gates's neighborhood, yeah. but it's not uh, not where you should be seeing graffiti and no, hundred yeah. percent. And I didn't technically see it in Edmonds; it was just across the border there in Linwood. But still, graffiti's weird. Graffiti's a weird thing to see in that area. It's just, yeah, it's bizarre. And uh, we saw a little bit of that and saw some crime. And I don't know. It just I feel like I've talked about this for too long. How was your Christmas? Uh, did everybody get better? Um, any anything of note? I know you guys kind of stayed here, but uh, everything go all right? Yes, and it, I'll say the the reason my wife is flying to Seattle, oh. she's not, uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting away from me or anything. But uh, her grandfather passed away, so she's going up there for a, a funeral. And you know, so people out there, please pray that she has a, a safe trip there mm-hmm. and back. And also that pray for I, Andrew. I handle <laughs> solo <laughs> parenting duties for four days while she's gone because that's it's going to be rough. Okay. <laughs> I'm like you know getting hair combing lessons and stuff. So oh yeah, you know yeah I did it. I didn't do it for four days. What did I do it for two, two or three over the summer. My wife also flew for a death. That's a it's a tough one for the single parent life but uh yeah and i will i'm sure i will pre i appreciate my wife already i'm sure i will appreciate her even more <laughs> by monday but they yeah, have said it before yeah. on this show every time i do it or you know i leave and my wife has to do it we both look at each other like i don't know how single parents do it it's crazy it's crazy god definitely yeah. made this for a reason <laughs> you, gotta, yeah. you gotta have both we can just tag somebody out i'm out I'm, i can't handle it anymore i'm out i need a break so I get it, but it was a good Christmas. Everything's good, other than that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm training my replacement at work, uh-huh. and hopefully there will be another job <laughs> coming up soon. So we'll have some news on that front. So lots of changes, but uh, yeah, it should be good. But, yeah, lots of changes. Lots of changes for me too, and. Yeah, it's an interesting time, and I apologize for not getting a show out last week when I said I would, guys, but uh, sometimes this is how the cookie crumbles. Um, where do we start, Andrew? There has been, in the world of news, it, it, there hasn't been much that's happened, but at the same time, a lot of interesting storylines, one of yeah. them definitely football-related. Yes. So I I don't believe... Um, I'm guessing you were not watching the game. I wasn't. I saw the text yeah. uh, from you and Will, ran downstairs and uh, pulled up YouTube and Rumble and uh, got caught up. And then, actually, no, no, no. As soon as I got the text, I did what I always do. I looked on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, came down and watched some YouTube and Rumble. And uh, yeah. That's, so, uh, so this. Yeah. So Monday Night Football was the Bills against. The Bengals, which is unlike past years, was like supposed to be a really good game for right? sure. Two ten so win teams, was, yeah, a very hyped matchup. The culmination of everyone's fantasy football playoffs, you know, the Monday night game, everything comes down to this. And first quarter, uh, just 
a very normal looking play a crossing route to T Higgins. He catches the ball, kind of lowers his shoulder into the defensive back. Who's DeMar Hamlin. Um, they tackle him, get up the camera pans back to the, you know, whatever, I don't know, coach's reaction or, and then they're like, Oh, well there's a player down. Oh, it's DeMar Hamlin. And we'll take a break, you know, because an opportunity to squeeze in some advertising revenue. And they come back and it's like, well, we've got a situation here because, you know, they start showing players who are standing around. They they show the replay and DeMar Hamlin makes the tackle. Uh, T. Higgins, you know, kind of runs into him. It's football. And he... Gets up, kind of claps his hands, like, yep, got him down, and stands still and collapses straight over backwards, just straight down. And the reaction of the, I think it was a Bengals player, not T. Higgins, but someone else, just like jumps back, like you you could tell he was not conscious at that point or what have you, so... Ambulance comes out on the field and they, you know, they keep going to commercial break and coming back, commercial break coming back, and they're like, oh, this is, you know, really not good. And then they they say that they had been doing CPR on him for nine minutes on the field. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, there is, <clears throat> oh, it's a spinal injury or, you know, it's... Uh, Lots of speculation about that, speculation about heart attacks, speculation about the vaccine, what have you. And so they they end up suspending the game. So the official story, uh, nine minutes, you know, CPR to, to get his heart going again. He still wasn't breathing on his own. They were giving him oxygen there on the field take him to the hospital and it came out later and then was contradicted um, that they had to do CPR and, and, you know, defibrillate or however you say that. Yep. Defibrillator. Defi- use the defibrillator on him again at the hospital, which is kind of an important <laughs> detail because what uh, what quickly became the just you you know you you sent a video with right and there there are quite a few of them. that video you sent had eight million views and I don't know if you did you bring any clips from that I didn't no I, okay I had some thoughts on that go ahead <clears throat> but the this was the you know it uh, could. So let's, let's tie it in for what, people. I'll what's just, the word? Let me jump uh, in. Yeah, C- Commodio Cortis. Yeah, I'll jump okay. in real quick. So, yeah. Um, between the two of us, we probably watched an unhealthy amount of football, right? Yes. Like, huge amount. Yeah. Uh, I stopped about four or five years ago watching completely intensely, but especially up to like tw- right when I got married, like 2014, 2015, I watched like every game all the time. I watched thousands and thousands of hours of football. I've never seen anything like this ever, ever, nope. ever, never, never, never. 
I mean, I've seen I've seen people get knocked down on the field. Remember a couple of years ago, Shazir got p- paralyzed yeah. on the field. Nice. I I saw Dennis Bird, the Christian guy from Owasso, Oklahoma, who got paralyzed uh, in a play by the Jets. I saw him speak one time. I've seen a lot of the, things. The like, Seahawks special teamer. Who, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Lockett, Ricardo Lockett. I think was his Ricardo name. Lo- yep. Ricardo Lockett on the uh, kick return. Yep, severed that special uh, nerve with his bo- neck bone in the game. The one that, like, basically, if you mess up and move the person's head or they move their head, they can actually like cut themselves yeah, in was- a way that they will die. And so he that was that's that's why they make it was the stre- a very serious one I super mean. serious that's the, that's why they make the stretcher that it that stretch that straps your head down Be- and mm-hmm. he they never even removed remember him they never remove his helmet they, they didn't were, yeah they didn't even take his helmet off yeah, because they were worried it would jostle the neck so I've seen everything I've seen it all and then I learned about CTE in the last ten years and I'm you know probably going to try to steer my son away from football even though it's you know near and dear to my heart I never seen anything like this ever. And so I started looking through and I found this video and at first I'll tell you, Andrew, I thought, Hey, I found this cool video and this might explain it. But my first inkling that it, that it was a little strange is when I clicked on it and this is 30 minutes post text from you. And, uh, yeah, this is, so this is like, this is like maybe 45 minutes after the event itself. Yeah. And the gentleman is a physician, a sports physician. What we just saw is really rare. You only read about it in textbooks. It's Commodio Cardus or, or Cardi, com, com, whatever. Commodio Cardus. I don't even remember how you say it. Commodio Cardus, C O M M O T O. Yeah. And then C O R D I S. Which yeah. is fascinating. I've never heard of it. When he explained it, I was like, oh, that's weird. But essentially, the idea here is that if you are sustained severe trauma to your chest at a specific millisecond in your heartbeat rhythm the electronic or electric currents that are going through your body if it gets hit at that specific moment in the chest it can stop your heart so apparently what the official story or official narrative of this injury is and then he specifically says this usually only happens in baseball if it happens at all because people get hit by a wayward pitch but it's a little weird that 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 video had that many views that quick (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. and even though I was kind of sucked in, like, oh, I found this video and this could explain it. This it may not be vaccine related. I explained it all to my wife. I was like, well, there is a possibility that it was this. And her reaction was just like, no, no. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like I, I wanted to like argue back. Like, no, this is this is what I saw. And you're not really listening. But I, I stopped for a moment. I was just like, no, she's right. That sounds insane. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, go ahead. <laughs> So it sounds the, weird. <laughs> right. The, the important part about whether or not his heart w- had to be restarted again at the hospital is if it was commodio cordis, that would not have been necessary. Right. You get ah, the thing. You get the you thing. You get it going can, once. It's You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If it was just the commodio cordis sense. thing. The, the other thing that which that doctor very professional very sure of himself twice, you know says well he he twice says not a vaccine definitely not a vaccine <laughs> but he but he also <laughs> does not mention the fact that commodio cordis he he said you know it's oh it's very rare which is true but when it happens it's almost always adolescence ah okay. and the the reason the 
hypothesis of why that is is that their thoracic region is not fully developed and they're more susceptible to to the impact. And I remember so, I remember playing little league baseball and being told like you know, if the pitch is coming at you, turn your shoulder or your back to it. You don't want to get hit in the chest because it can stop your heart. I remember hearing, you know, some rumblings of that. So that actually, yeah. even though neither of us have ever seen anything like this in football, <clears throat> you remember something related to Little League. So it is baseball like. Also, yeah. uh, and th- there's a, my a hockey player. My who, son's bones you know, don't seem to be func- function like my bones. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him do some weird stuff and take some falls that I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then he's fine. So, right. You know, they're maybe they're not fully hardened, and so that might explain. Yeah, that. and it it's a, you know it's a pretty small range. It's it doesn't happen in young children because it's like you know when are they going to get hit with a baseball right at a, at a high enough rate of speed? But it's the the problem with that story is. A, it's, there's uh, one incident of it happening, possibly happening in football. Okay. One, and it was a junior high kid. Wow. So the, of all the football that's been played, and, you know, the great thing about America, there's always more football. <laughs> and you and there's I a have- lot of football being played. It's happened possibly once, and never in an NFL game, never yeah. in a college game, never in a high school game. And it just so happened to happen on national TV at the same time when these other collapses that look exactly like this collapse are happening all over the place. This is, I mean, this is the textbook, like the comedian that like busted her skull, you know, we're on, we're on field turf with a helmet. So none of that happened, but it was the same. It's the same fall. Yep. My wife also used that on my own stats on me. She was like, You've watched like every football game that you could since like 1988, 89. Like, how old were you? It's like, and you've never seen it. You've never seen it, right? I'm like, no, nah, I've never seen it. <laughs> That's, yeah. Does I never heard of it? It doesn't make sense. So there's. All right. So I've got a few things I'll I'll throw out about it because. Sure. Um. Just I'm, a, a I'm tweet. To hear all sides. It was freakishly yeah. weird. Freakishly weird. Yeah. So the. I don't even know who this person is. Rogan O'Hanley. I don't know if this is, he's a blue check mark though. So it's clearly trustworthy. Okay. But he says today, I received this message for $8 a month. Just so we're clear. <laughs> today, I, uh, I was being facetious. I know. But I know. Today, I received this message from a former NFL player. Um, and the, the message is if I die from a sudden heart attack or drop dead, I 100% believe it was from the COVID vaccine I received in 2021. I want you to be my voice and fight for me if I somehow pass. This may seem extreme, but recently I've known more than a few people I've known to be healthy individuals just drop out of nowhere with no explanation. The vaccine being the common thing they all had in, had in common. Hmm. So there is a... Um, <clears throat> European Heart Journal report, and I'm trying to think who was it. I think it was either Robert Malone or Peter Mc... I think it was Malone that posted this. Uh, From 2021, sudden cardiac death risk in contact sports increased by myocarditis, a case series. So it studies a few incidents, and the the conclusion is... um, 
Myocarditis may increase the risk of life-threatening ventricular arrhythmias caused by blunt impact to the chest, particularly in contact sports. Screening and prevention measures should be considered to reduce this risk. So even if it was the commodio cortis or the, the chest impact that set off the heart attack, that does not, even if you grant that, that does not at all prove that the vaccine had nothing to do with it. Okay. If he had myocarditis, there, which it's admitted by Pfizer, their vaccine can cause myocarditis. That's an admitted fact. It's not a, you know, it's not a conspiracy theory. The, their vaccine can cause myocarditis. You know, oh, it's really rare. We'll define that. But so, you know, the chest impact could have had something to do with it. But even if it did, that doesn't mean the vaccine didn't. And that's the, the part you mentioned with the video. There's no way to know definitively the vaccine had nothing to do with it. 40 minutes or half an hour after the it was event. too quick. There's so no way the view count on that was too quick. Like I found it and I sent it to you before I even really knew, noticed the view count and everything. Also, I just, uh, I just found a, a, a ripple in the story here. So this obviously reminded me of we in the last two years had a conversation about a player receiving CPR and defibrillator on the field. Remember? Christian Erickson? Christian Erickson. So I just looked yeah. up Christian Erickson on YouTube, and the number three video when you search Christian Erickson on YouTube is Christian Erickson collapses at Euros, doctor explains medical emergency. Guess who it is? Same doctor? Yep. Wow. Brian Sutterer, MD. Aye, aye, aye. Good catch. Yeah. That's a weird one. So if you guys so don't this remember, is like that's... the designated like debunker. YouTube debunker, yeah, for the for the normie, not normies, eh, somewhat normies, but the young kids who get all their information from social media. He comes out with a collapse suddenly on the field during the game, during Denmark's game. That's uh, that's wild. So, one of the, um, I'm sure not steroid aided whatsoever, uh, but he was one of the best defensive players in the game, J.J. Watt. Earlier this year, just had his his uh, his heart stop. Remember that? I didn't. I haven't been paying a lot of attention, but I know he's had some health issues. No, he had some serious like heart out of rhythm. You know, that happens to him. It didn't happen to him in a game on national television, but it happened to him, and he just retired. He's yeah. He announced he's retirement last he, week or something. Yeah, he he said he's done, and. Oh, hmm. I wonder what, what he thinks of this. It's interesting that uh, one of the, other than Aaron Rodgers, probably the most <laughs> most well-known uh, ref- vaccine refuser was Cole Beasley, played for the Bills. Right. And he talked about, you know, it's not about him. Who, and he ended up retiring. Now he came back. He's and he was playing in that game. Uh, he said it's not about him who's at the end of his career and an established veteran. It's about the guys who are just trying to make it in the NFL and feel like because of this policy they have to get the vaccine. 
And he said, that's, you know, that's wrong. And remember what the NFL did. They're too smart. Everybody said there's an NFL mandate, NFL mandate. Not totally true. What they did was they said, you don't have to get the vaccine. But if you don't, here's your COVID rules. Yeah, here's the peer pressure thing again. Which basically resulted in, if you were a borderline NFL player, so DeMar Hamlin, for example, sixth round pick, not every sixth round pick makes a roster. It's his rookie year, and they're telling him, like, okay, you know, you don't have to get the vaccine, but if you don't, we're going to test you for COVID. And it, there were negative impacts on the team yeah. for having an unvaccinated player. It, and it's yeah. like, oh, you're not going to be selfish anti-vaxxer. It's 100%, you know, I guess I can't say 100%. No, it, it, 99.9% yeah. he took the vaccine. And, for, and being a rookie, he probably didn't get the memo of like, dude, here's, the, here's your saline shot or here's your uh you know fake vaccine card yeah it you know for those of you know we have a listener in hungary we have a listener we have listeners in australia for those of you who don't know there's a handful of players out there in the nfl that could hold the nfl's feet to the fire and really call them on their bluff aaron Rodgers is one of them yeah aaron Rodgers getting aaron, paid 35 million dollars a year aaron, aaron Rodgers gets paid 35 million dollars a year he can take an untalented team to the playoffs which i think he's about to do and he said no, and it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to forfeit games based on me? If I don't play, you guys ain't winning anyway. <laughs> so you can break COVID rules for whatever. But if you are on the edge, on the bubble, trying to make it, and they tell you you're going to lose games, and then you start thinking coaches start making calls based on that, well, he didn't mm-hmm. get the vax, so it could be COVID rules for him. He's not going to start. They use peer pressure, a, a better, better, a stronger version of what we got at our workplaces uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, yep. It's interesting. So that's, you know, about the only person who comes out of this with the clean conscience is people like Cole Beasley. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. so, so uh, not, the, not there was a, there was a really good article. I'll just point, point people to it. Um, Dr. Paul Alexander, his Substack. uh, he goes, he goes through the problems with the commodio cordis theory, and um, <laughs> so he covers a lot of the same stuff we did, and then that uh, that medical journal article as well. Uh, interesting tweet. He says one reason people jump to conclusions so quickly. They don't see any point in waiting for further information because they don't trust the authorities who would provide it. They assume the further information will be an unsavory mixture of lies and omissions. 100% right on that. And uh, one other thing I was going to mention on um, just online afterwards on No Agenda Social, it was being talked about. And Phone Boy, you know, you're familiar with Phone Boy, Mm -hmm. said like, this is like World Trade Center 7. Like, this is not going away. They're not going to be able to hide this one. And what I responded was, I'm like, that's what I that's what I thought when Christian Eriksen, Euro League soccer, collapsed right. on the field. Yeah. How are they going to cover this up? So the, 
The other argument, along with the oh, commodio cordis, oh, very rare, very sad, uh, just you know, medical textbooks, uh, clearly wasn't the vaccine. People were posting there is no statistical increase in athlete collapses. Yeah, I've I've seen this everywhere. This is the this is the, I mean, this should get everybody's attention. This is a dog whistle, so to speak. This is. There is no widespread evidence of voter fraud. There is no, yeah. you know, this is the same. Don't believe your lying eyes. If you really knew the stats, then you would know that this isn't it. There, this is crazy. You know, yeah. I'm not a big soccer fan, but I've never seen soccer players fall down like that. I mean, not on purpose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not on purpose. Yeah. So, the, uh, and there are, there's studies. Most of them are, uh, based on the soccer stuff, but you know, and there's there's people that have compiled the the individual accounts too. So GoodScienceing.com uh, has an article: sixteen hundred and sixteen athlete cardiac arrest, serious issues, eleven hundred and fourteen of them dead since COVID injections started. That is not a normal rate. No. It is, I believe, thousands of percent higher than the baseline. So, and he goes through, um, or the article goes through each individual one. And the, did you happen to to watch that uh, interview that Will sent us with John Stockton? I didn't because I already, no, I didn't. I probably should have. But when so he's, he, the, fir- the leading question, of course, we we did know the answer to, which was, did you guys know John Stockton is a strong yeah. anti-vaxxer? And it's like, yeah. yeah. He held Gonzaga's feet to the fire and said, I will not wear a mask, but I will sit in my courtside seat. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> Keep the camera uh, off me if you don't want to put it on me. <laughs> yeah, we, we, should, uh, we should throw that in the, the show notes. That was a good interview. If, and he goes, he took a bunch of heat for saying... At the time, this was very early on, that 150 athletes had had died from the COVID vaccines. And there, Michelle Tafoya is asking him about that now. He's like, "Well, it's up. It's you know, it's up over a thousand now. You could almost say thousands." And he he's like, "I've got them all." He's like, "I've got it written down. Like, who, who, what, when, where." Like each individual case, like don't tell me I'm making this up, you know. Yeah. It's and yeah, so good for John Stock. I mean, I was a Blazers fan growing up. Like, yeah, I hated no one more than the Utah Jazz, yeah. other than maybe Michael Jordan and the Bulls. But yeah. but uh, now you know Aaron Rodgers and John Stockton fans <laughs> and uh, Kyrie uh, Irving, <laughs> Kyrie Irving and. <laughs> <laughs> my, Rob wife, Schneider. my wife's like you used to hate Kyrie Irving I don't I'm care. Like, what I I used to hate <laughs> Kyrie Irving and she, she's like a hundred percent you did because we considered the name Kylie for and you said no it's too close to Kyrie so we will not be naming our daughter Kylie <laughs> my wife would have called me like you used to hate Aaron Rodgers but yep that's true. <laughs> yep, I sure did. I thought he was a little bit arrogant, but now I love him. That's just too bad. 
You think you didn't like Kyrie? He's a flat earther. I have many friends that are flat earthers now. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said no to the vax. And the one thing, like our Levi's girl from last uh, show we did, the one thing I love yeah. about Kyrie, he left millions on the table. We will give you millions. You just got to take mm-hmm. the vaccine for your home games. Mm-mm. I love that. Yeah. That's that's the type. That's more, we need more of that. I don't know if you know what his beliefs on everything are. He's got some. Crazy beliefs and posts and weird stuff, but yeah. they, you say no to money because I don't want to do the thing you told me to do that because it's my body and it's this yeah. vaccine that's being foisted on everybody. You got my respect. Yep. It, if you, there is the vast majority of people are controlled by money. Yeah. They, there's they, there's always a number that that will get them to do whatever. It's crazy. You know is they're told to do hey and before i go any further i don't want to talk about how awesome i am because i wouldn't take money or whatever or how awesome Kyrie is we are preaching to the choir i could think of almost a half dozen off the top of my head people who either retired were 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 let go and brought back who listened to this show right yeah pilots police officers uh people in the medical field uh yeah uh admin people We, we we've we've you know People in aviation, we've received, you know, copies, carbon copies of emails that were sent out to people like, hey, do this or else. You know, we got a couple of those. We never shared them on the show. They wanted to be anonymous. But there are other listeners to this show who feel the same way, who did, who made the same moves. And and I have yet to hear from anyone, our listener or not, or even just in the wider, you know, social media space out there. I've yet to see the, you know, I didn't take the vaccine and I regret it so much now. Well, I've yet, because yet to see that one. It, well, it's because it happens when they're on their deathbed. Haven't you seen the commercials? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> everyone in the in the hospital. I wish I'd taken the vaccine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure those weren't made up stories. Babies and incubator stuff there. So <laughs> have, there was a, speaking of police officers, a tweet from Massachusetts State Police in the last... Like, just listen to the ages of these people. And it's got the pictures there. These are not, these are young, healthy people. Three active duty law enforcement officers, all from South Shore communities, passed away suddenly within the last seven days. One of whom, 25-year-old officer John Santos, uh, would have been a member of the Massachusetts State Police 88th Recruit, yada, yada. Uh, Wednesday, December 28th, Officer Santos passed away after succumbing to a brain aneurysm. On Thursday, December 29th, Officer Sean Basarek, a 24-year veteran of the Brockton Police Department, passed away suddenly at the age of 48. On Saturday, December 31st, Officer Christopher Davis, a 17-year veteran of the Stockton or Stoughton Police, Off- Police Department, passed away at the age of 42. So, three in one, you know, in Massachusetts, not that huge of a state, in less than a week. All of them, one forty-eight, and the other, you know, well younger than that. So, that's, I mean, the argument that this is normal is just, it's provably false. Yeah, but it's... (sighs) 
Yeah, I know. But the the propaganda machine is just going to keep telling you and I to quit, yeah. don't believe our lying eyes. Meanwhile, there are people who don't see it. Yeah, no, that's that's true. There, there's people that are like, well, what are you, what's everyone talking about? Athletes collapsing, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's yeah, it's. And then there's people that, around here. It's like if you if you're like telling like, well, it's because of the COVID vaccines. Like they'd be like, well, nobody took that, so it can't be. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of people did, just not here. What? Seems like such a weird thing to be divided over. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I live here, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I got a short little article, but <clears throat> after millions pray for Hamlin, there's a miraculous news about his recovery. Uh, this covers a couple of quick things, but uh, after millions united in prayer for the recovery of injured player Damar Hamlin, who suffered heroin cardiac arrest on the mon- on the field Monday night, the NFL star appears to be making a miraculous recovery. Cornerback career Elam provided updates on his uh, his friend on Thursday morning. He tweeted, "The second year pro is awake and showing signs of improvement. He's doing better. Uh, thank God and thank the prayers." Uh, keep them coming. All love for number three. Uh, a couple other tweets. Uh, Hamlin is awake, holding hands with the family at the hospital. Agent, uh, his uh, agent has told CNN Buffalo Bills added a new update to the player's health, uh, shown remarkable improvement and appears to be neurologically intact. Uh, neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal. I'll skip that. Skip this. He's expected to return. To remain under intensive care as his health care continues to treat him. And here we go. Here's the interesting part. Hamlin had actually died and was given CPR for nearly 10 minutes before being resuscitated. This is a critical time frame because 10 minutes at low oxygen levels can uh, lead to severe brain damage. I don't know if this is true. I'm certainly not a doctor. I've never been to medical school. I'm not really even sure what they teach there anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I've, I've heard the number is five. You don't want to go over five mm. minutes. Uh so this is double that. Then the interesting part. Hamlin's uncle said in a CNN interview that he had actually died twice, which is what you referred to earlier, once mm-hmm. on the field and then once when he arrived at the hospital. Right now they have him on a ventilator, so they're trying to get him to breathe on his own. He told CNN, so we're just kind of taking it day by day, still in the ICU. They have him sedated and continue to administer medical treatment as they've been doing. Uh, suffered a fever blow, laid out, stood up. If there is yes. one positive development to come out of this potential tragedy, it is that America has suddenly embraced the power of prayer. Millions of Americans, including hundreds of NFL players, have united in prayer for Hamlin. It appears that Hamlin may now be on the verge of making a miraculous recovery. And may he do so. You know, yes. I don't know what Amen caused that. it. But the- and, the, and the Bills players, yeah, the every single Bills player was kneeling down praying yeah. for him. That was, was that was somewhat heartening, but it also was the it was very true, rang very true of the uh, the old saying: "There's no atheist in a foxhole." Yeah, we watch your friend being uh, resuscitated on the field, being given CPR. There's a moment there where they're walking away, and there's like complete uneasiness. And Sean McDermott did the only thing that a real man can do at that moment, and he literally raised his hands to bring everyone in and got on his knees, which I thought was like. I was like, well, at least there's somebody on the field here who knows what, what in the world's important, and everybody got down and was praying for him. That was, that was cool. I felt that felt for everybody though. It was an awkward, awkward situation. Nationally televised, you know, stands are full. It's just tough. The coach of the Bengals 
I listened to like a 15 minute um, press conference from him. But I saw he, part of that. He he was mainly praising um, the Bills coach, especially. Yeah. So his, I don't know if it's he, true, but I've heard rumors that they didn't want to cancel the game, and he refused. So I don't know if any of that's true, but I think I've supposedly they were they were considering playing again. Sean McDermott led the conversation in a no we will not be playing yeah well he he told yeah because the Bengals coach didn't say all that was said between them but he said he said I need to be at the hospital with Damar we'll see ya (laughs) was basically the (laughs) so which you know I mean there's no way they could play that game no but they do you see Josh Allen yeah yeah, yeah. The, the look on his face said all any everything yeah. you needed to see. You can't watch your friend die like that and be given CPR and be like, "All right, first and ten, let's do this." Yeah. yeah, I mean the even the the crazy injuries. It's it's usually like, well, you know, they were responsive and they were they gave the thumbs up as they're stretching them off the field you know and the clap the weird clap you know i'm gonna go back to your no agenda uh, social comment in in defense of the other person who said that phone boy or whatever um (laughs) you know that's soccer no americans watch soccer that's true and if anything's gonna wake anybody up it's primetime monday night football uh, with a, a game with playoff implications and then watching this all go down. I mean, I don't. Do you think that doctor, mm-hmm. who we now know did the debunking of yep stutterer YouTube. is his name or yes stutter stutterer 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 yep. You think he had all this ready to go? Hmm. Like okay, we know this is happening. At we some can do point, a for, so. we have to do a forensic look at the video to look for the jump cut. Every video on YouTube has jump cuts now, but you'd have because well, he leads in with that. No, as, as far as the material prepped. Ah, yeah, like, possible. Like it's possible. here's the story we're gonna get. Yeah, we're gonna put out there right away because eight million views less than an hour later, and to get the video out that fast, to get yeah. the video out less less than an hour, because. Yeah. It wasn't like a, just real quick. Here's my immediate reaction. Yeah, he's not like, sitting on his couch. He's like, here's yeah. my diagnosis, yeah. and here's a hundred percent what yeah. it is, and here's yeah. you know. I couldn't have whipped that up that fast. He's no. I don't have a doctor's office either, but yeah, no, that's, a, it's, that's an interesting point. But uh, as far as the the brain damage goes, uh, Peter McCullough talked about it, and he said nine minutes still possible that he could come all the way back okay well, that's so good. it's not not like not like brain damage can't happen in that amount of time but he said there's still there's it's not like a hopeless situation if anybody out there still w- wondering why we're still talking about this this is the convergence of the things that andrew and i talk about the most <laughs> <laughs> the two things that andrew and i talk about the most yeah, have completely colliding. converged onto each other and now yeah. there's so much to talk about in this but uh yeah, well, and I, and I think, and at first I was like, man, you know, what if the official explanation is right in this one case and they use that to debunk everything? But I think 
what's happening is that people who didn't know this was going on because it's not being talked about in mainstream media are like, wait a second, this, that, that person died and that person died. And you know, it's, uh, it's not just athletes, but athletes are very high profile. And when it happens in that situation, that's the, the, Short of the Super Bowl, it's about as high profile as it's going to get there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. And uh, by the way, national championship game on Monday, uh, TCU's quarterback missed the first part of the season with the heart issue. No kidding. And he's and I they're mean, still he's, doing. He's that back. Right he's now. playing great, but he's man. He I was worried about him in the um, not this last game, but the. Big 12 championship game, he ran uh, like six or seven plays in a row, and I thought he was going to have a heart attack on the Ugh. the field. I mean, he was not looking good, like a little little beyond just athlete being tired from running a lot. I don't know, but it's, I mean, the TCU thing's a, a good story on its own, and it's okay, it's possible he's just, you know, Top level athlete and just has heart issues because he's got heart issues. Nothing to do with the vaccines, but I don't know. It's the way that you know that something has nothing to do with the vaccine is when they tell you twice in the in a two and a half yeah. minute video that it has nothing, has to, do nothing to do with the vaccine. Yeah, it's, it's like the lady when I the physician in Washington that I spoke to <laughs> when we were talking about vaccinating my son. I was like, you know the the uh, mortality rate in this country is like. 72 in the developed world, number 72 in rank. And she immediately said, well, that's not because of vaccines. And I was just like... Oh, but we're number one in vaccines. And, but no, she said that, and then I just kind of looked at her, and I'm like... But, like, logically, <laughs> you can't say that, because you don't know. Yeah. But she didn't well, She didn't seem to get that far. So. Yeah, it's like, well, what's your explanation, then? What? Yeah, you know, that's not why. Oh, cool. Well, I guess you figured it out, so let us all in on the secret. What is it? Yeah. Oh, you don't so know? The, okay. The, the frustrating part, too, is that Pfizer, uh, Moderna, they all admit these vaccines cause heart problems. Yeah. And I, I've actually... I don't have many clips today but i do have an rfk junior clip he was being interviewed by someone else and he goes through the pfizer's own study their own data what it actually showed and we've talked about this before but he he lays it out there really well and it's not that long of a clip so oh good i am not ready for clips so you can sorry talk about it for a minute (laughs) longer i haven't pulled up any clips sorry so the he he's talking about the the Pfizer trial data and the headline from that same, this same data that he's talking about was the vaccine is a hundred percent effective. And he will go through what the actual results were. And you can draw your own conclusions about what it means there. Pfizer was supposed to do a three month, a three year clinical trial. And it it was actually a good thing because it was the first time that a vaccine company has ever been forced to do a pre-licensing clinical trial. And it was a big one. It was 22,000 in the placebo group, 22,000 in the vaccine group. So they shut it down at six months because they saw the vaccine was waning. 
the vaccines after six months, you know, we're seeing now data all over the world that they no longer give protection. So they had to shut it down at six months rather than do the full three years. At six months, they took the data at that date, they showed it to FDA and they got the license. Why did they get the license? They got the license because they were able to show there was one of those 22,000 people. There was one death, one death in the vaccine group. And there were two deaths in the placebo group. So they were able to make the claim the vaccine is 100% effective because the number two is 100% of the number one. Most Americans, when they hear it's 100% effective against death, assume they're, they're thinking absolute risk. And if you get the vaccine, you have 100% chance of not dying. But that's not what it said. What it said is you need to give 22,000 vaccines to save one life from COVID. Here's the really bad news. In the vaccine group, according to Pfizer's data, 20 people died. In the placebo group, in that six-month period of those 22,000, 20 people died. In the placebo group, 14 died. So what that indicates is that your chances of dying if you're vaccinated are 48% greater than if you're unvaccinated. How are they dying? Well, here's what their Pfizer's data say. In the vaccine group, five people died from heart attacks. In the placebo group, one person died of a heart attack. So if you get the vaccine, you're 500% greater chance of dying of a heart attack. And for every one life they save from COVID, they're killing four people from heart attacks. Pfizer knows this. It's their data. The table is called S4. Anybody who's watching this can look it up. And so you can't say that Pfizer doesn't know that it is causing public health havoc right now with this product. And, you know, we're seeing these explosions on VAERS, the biggest, you know, we're, we're, this vaccine has had more deaths reported in the last year than during 35 years of the existence of the system, all put together from billions and billions and billions of vaccines. We're seeing these death rates that are off the charts and um, and we also know that only that few, probably fewer than one percent of those deaths are actually being reported. Most people who have a parent who dies a month or a few weeks after vaccination is not reporting it to theirs. Very few do, according to HHS's own study. Fewer than one percent of vaccine deaths are reported. It's funny, he, you know, hearing that right now, it's almost revelatory. But at the same time, I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. when they came out with that and I already forgot about it, where they were basically there was like a, a week there on Twitter or different uh, social media or uh, uh, alternative media where they were saying, like, you know, they're, they're killing four people for every person saved of COVID. And they're, you know, you, you have to inject 22,000 to even get one person saved. And here, here's the other reason I think they cut the study off after six months. It's true, like he said, it was basically negative effectiveness against COVID at that point. You're more likely to get COVID after. But I think more importantly, they saw the heart attacks start piling up. Right. And it's like, oh, if we, if we stretch this out for the three years, we're going to have – 
hundreds of people dead from heart attacks in the vaccine group, barely anybody dead in the non-vaccine group, this thing is going to be a disaster. We already got a deal with the Trump administration to buy all this crap as soon as it comes out so he can act like it's going to save his... So what... Yeah, so... Yep, so what did they do? They said... It's so important. This vaccine is so great. We have to give it to the placebo group. That's right. And they gave it to the placebo group and killed the study at six months when they said they would do it for three years. Evil, man. Comic retribution, like that Andrew Tate clip we played where he said that, you know, Balenciaga is letting you know that there's, you know, child abuse or, you know, child sexual abuse going on, but by telling you through these images so that they feel like they don't have to, they, you know, they warned you. It's karmic retribution. They they warned you. So the, the fact that you condone it is, means that uh, you knew. It's just, and then you immediately said, I don't know, you know, if that, how that, you know, obviously it doesn't work spiritually, but I'll tell you who operates that way. Yeah. Pfizer. And yeah. you were right. That's 100% how they operate. They know. They put it out there. They know. I mean, we got interviews from Albert Borla <laughs> at the height of the vaccine. I don't want to jump the line. Yeah. <laughs> no. I can't. You know, he couldn't travel to Israel like yeah. their biggest customer because he hadn't actually been vaccinated yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is a completely hearsay. Uh, uh, maybe... Uh, I forgot what you call it, but it's just uh, information that that could or could not be true. What, what do you what do you call that when it's speculative? Anecdotal. This is just anecdotal. anecdotal but I have uh, my wife was uh, seeing a naturopath that when we were in uh, in Seattle, and she claimed to know people who were running private uh, uh, cruise boats and, and yachts in the. Uh, in the Caribbean during the COVID pandemic, supposedly the uh, CEO and his family, CEO of Moderna and his family were on board and she found it weird that they were unable to provide any proof of vaccination. <laughs> I a hundred percent believe that. Like I said, completely anecdotal. I have yep. no way to prove that at all. But, Although uh, I guess it, it is a little strange. It's a little surprising that you don't, people at that level don't get the fake vaccine card you yeah know. yeah it's not like it's a money C- issue ceo of moderna though it's like, yeah i don't need that you know like yeah i'm in on this whole thing we're we're fine i know what's going on do you have you looked at what happened with any of our other products Are you sure you want to take that yeah oh this one's good though yeah oh it, when it's it's too toxic to be given as chemotherapy you know it's well yeah it's way more toxic than chemotherapy but let's just give it out to everyone who's not even sick great idea moderna's claim to fame yeah oh i've got some some other subjects i don't know let's go okay let's see what else we got this is I've been I've been thinking about obviously the vaccine stuff a lot, but also uh, kind of the climate change stuff because mm-hmm. this is like so disproven, 
right? I mean, we we talked about climate change and Climate Depot articles and all the stuff that disproved the anthropomorphic global warming, all the, I don't know, since the beginning of the show. Yeah, is, no, it's true. It, I remember, like, coming downstairs, <laughs> talking to my uh, wife uh, at the time. <laughs> I don't even think she was my wife. And being like, hey, they just leaked the documents. The whole thing's fake. Oh, yeah. The climate, climate gate thing. is yeah. like, it's all yeah. over Reddit. It's all over 4chan. They faked the whole thing. The trees, the rings in the trees, it's all baloney. We, you know, this is going to be over. Thank God. I'm so sick of this. I remember, I remember saying that too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Alex Jones was popping bottles of champagne on the show. Like, oh, we got them. It's over. The, they'll never recover from this. No widespread evidence of Climate Gate. <laughs> so they, yeah. There is no evidence of widespread and falsehood. And what they did, not immediately, but. Very, pretty soon after that, after ClimateGate, they said the debate is over. Yep. This is no longer debatable. If you're a media outfit, you can't have both sides on this debate because it's settled science. 97% of scientists agree they did that thing. And we talked about how that was bogus and it was how they came up with the 97%. And it was not 97% of climate scientists. It was 90% of papers that mentioned climate change mentioned it as being caused by, you know, from the standpoint of being caused by humans, because that's the only way you get a paper published now and funded. But um, anyway, so this girl on Twitter, who's been, she's like a contortionist. She puts her body in like crazy positions. I think she got famous on TikTok, but she holds up political signs with like her feet and stuff okay yeah i've I've seen you've seen her yeah the most recent one was scientists are just as easy to buy as politicians yeah and that is fact check true yeah all right so we'll get to the story here how green investors pay the media to promote climate change Associated Press takes millions from groups leveraged in green investments to promote the need for green investments Associated Press revealed last year that it had, it had scored $8 million to promote claims of global warming. The Associated Press impartially described this massive conflict of interest as an illustration of how philanthropy has swiftly become an important new funding source for journalism. This far-reaching initiative will transform how we cover the climate story, its executive editor claimed. That is no doubt true and an incredibly damaging admission. So where do you think this... This uh, funding came from uh, the Gates Foundation. That is an excellent guess. So we'll go through here. Came from uh, James Murdoch. Ah, which is uh, Rupert's of, son of the Murdoch family, but he's he's like the more liberal one, you know. Sure. Even though they're all, I mean, it's all part of this game scam but whatever um the let's see so it's the climate leadership council whose board includes uh catherine murdoch james's wife and the climate leadership council's partners include jp morgan Hmm. santander and goldman sachs bp shell conoco uh oh it's funny all those oil companies it's almost like 
maybe someone should do a documentary about how big oil conquered the world and oh wait james corbett did yeah. uh th- let's see who else we've got the uh, goldman sachs again um rockefeller foundation mm. oh there you go they put 500 million dollars into green energy the william and flora hewlett foundation of hewlett packer there the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. Uh, Lucas Walton. Walton grandson there. So this is, it's all the big money. It's all, this is the agenda. And we got an email from Ian in Australia talking about the crazy stuff they're doing there. And it, it just all marches forward. It's like, whole nations are are just doing horrible things you know whether it's the netherlands or australia or even the u.s if they can push stuff through where it's like oh yeah you can't be a farmer or rancher anymore you might as well sell your land to bill gates so he can grow gmo soy make an impossible burger for you so it's they know we don't want it they know we don't believe it but it just the agenda marches forward. So you still have to, I don't know what you do. <laughs> if you're like, no, we know you're lying about this. What's like, okay, well we're doing it anyway. So I don't, and fewer and fewer people pay attention to the media outlets who push it, but I don't know. S- still too many. Yeah. Or, or is it, or is it an emperor has no clothes situation where just one day, it's like, wait a second, no one believes this stuff. Why are we, <laughs> you know, maybe Kevin McCarthy doesn't get to be Speaker of the House. But <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, by the way, Jimmy Dore. Yeah. He says, so a booster every three months for life, then he, he's, <laughs> he's responding to an HHS gov tweet that says if your last booster was before september you should protect yourself and those you love with an updated covid vaccine i love the three month number because that is my prediction booster every three months for life so and jimmy jimmy's happy about their prediction about their (laughs) (laughs) yeah i believe there's uh and you thought that big pharma and the captured government regulators were lying to us for, for profit again? Shame on you. The Department of HHS cares so much for our health that they turned off the comments to this tweet pushing boosters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, some levity, some Biden lies, according to Jimmy Dore. Super, super short clip. Awesome. For years, Joe Biden has been recounting a story of American heroism and heartbreak on the front lines, recently telling a crowd in New Hampshire how he traveled to Afghanistan to pin a silver star on a young Navy captain. One of his buddies got shot, fell down a ravine about 60 feet. This guy climbed down a ravine, carried this guy up on his back under fire, and the general wanted me to pin the silver star on him. And then a moving moment as Biden approached with the medal. It's the God's truth. My word is a Biden. I stood at attention. I went to pin him. I said, sir, I don't want the damn thing. Do not pin it on me, sir. Please, sir. Do not do that. He died. 
He died. But the Washington Post dug into the story and determined Biden got the time period, the location, the heroic act, the type of medal, the military branch, and the rank of the recipient wrong, as well as his own role in the ceremony. For years, Joe Biden. <laughs> my name is a Biden. I, my name is a Biden. On the blood, by the blood of my surviving my, son. Yeah, <laughs> my word is a Biden. And then, of course, most recently, Joe Biden says after he was elected vice president, he awarded his uncle Frank with a purple heart. He earned at the Battle of the Bulge. There's no evidence any of that is true. And Biden's uncle died in 1999. I believe he told the same exact story as the one we just yes, saw too. about that. Please don't point it at no, me. No, sir, you don't. Yeah, yeah, he likes that. He likes that story. Oh, that is great. <laughs> the, the Washington put, Post put, is like, put it, put wrong it in the person. file. Put, wrong put it person. in the file. Wrong name. Needed. You didn't award it to him. <laughs> yeah. We need, a, we need a Biden live file where we can just play all of them, like back to back to back, oh. where he's like the... The football, the, you know, the all American football player relative. And That's true. I could, I could actually start to assemble my own relative. Of that. And, well, and the thing good is the Washington Post is still keeping track of the president's lies. Like they literally they started up again. Yeah. Did they really? Well, that's what. I mean, it, oh, from no, from that, they don't have like the yeah. counter. It's not. It's not story number one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's on a website with every, believe- every like, uh, slightly wrong statistic. <laughs> recorded but dude i gotta read this email we just got an email during the show and i i have to read it it's awesome the guy i'm sorry to break in the middle of everything but he just said <laughs> can i read the email on the on the on the podcast yes here's here's the email i'm gonna see if i get this like the inflection right hope y'all white boys joking i'm not white are doing well I haven't been sick since 2019, which is an odd miracle because I'm usually sick twice a year. Now hearing you guys are always sick kind of bums me out. I hope they aren't targeting Caucasians. I've been listening to y'all for what feels like a decade. Prayers for y'all's recovery and a good 2023. Sincerely, OTR. I don't even know what that means, but that's an awesome email. Listen to us for 10 years and yeah, weird. That is kind of weird. What if it is somehow there's a racial (laughs) element to it? I mean, that's crazy. That that's what they meant by like uh, an equitable COVID response. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> we got to find something that makes all the white people sick all the time. Oh, <laughs> thank you for that email. It just I don't know. Just I read it in the middle of the of that uh, clip. I started laughing, not just at Jimmy, but at your at your uh, email. So thank you for sending that. Thank you for listening for ten years, and thank you for the prayers. It's awesome. One little thing. I'm not going to play the clip. I didn't. I was too lazy to edit out the swear words. But, oh yeah. Uh, Chris Sky. Yep. Is what what he's claiming, and he's the guy who we played his clip a few times of him saying, you know, first they're going to tell you to mask up, and then they're going to tell you to take a vaccine, and then they're going to give you a vaccine passport, and then they're going to, you know, this is back like, off for a few months. So th- this is way back at the beginning. And, yeah. And he early 2020, it. <laughs> he just yeah. nailed it, knocked it yeah. out of the park. So, and he he was going all over Canada, and basically they were trying to arrest him all over Canada. For, yeah, and he'd been arrested know, several times, breaking quarantine rules or, or what have you. You know, traveling in his country. So he is going down to Texas to talk to uh, people who he say are relatives of. 
one of the victims at the Travis Scott concert, mm-hmm. which we talked about on the show. Of course. It had all the death imagery, the satanic imagery, and they just Even kind of vaguely... What did they, is that the one they blamed on the crush, or what was... No, the cr- the literal term crush was the Korean one. Though This was the Korean a... One. Yes, uh, right. This was a... Uh, Oh, they just shoot. said that no, they like used the mosh usual, pit got out of no, control they used and people the usual were word, which was, I don't know, it's not crush, but like trampling, trampling. But it yeah. was a bunch of people. So. Yeah. so the, oh, there are too many people on there trampled. It's, it's, you know, not like every other concert where no one gets trampled, even though the same conditions are there. And there's, remember there were like firsthand reports of, Multiple people getting CPR at the same time at that thing. Yes. And we speculated, you know, vaccine plus maybe some 5G thing. What, you know. So what Chris Guy is claiming is that family members of the people who died were in, at least in some cases, uh, paid large amounts of money and moved to different areas and in some cases, given whole new identities, basically just start over. Just Which sounds crazy, but Chris yeah. Sky has sounded crazy in the past, right? Like if it's not <laughs> for his track record, yeah. I don't. I don't think it sounds that crazy because they did the same. Going way back to Columbine. Columbine is in a town that's like a bunch of. Spooks? DOD. Yeah. 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 That was the kind of random part. Uh, Michael Moore actually did a good documentary about that. I know. It's hard to believe. But he but he kind of Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. yeah. It was it was it was okay. I'm sure there, I'm sure but, if I watch it now there's part that won't hold up, but he points out like there is a huge Department of Defense spook presence in that town. But there was to the point where there, there were people that had been moved there that, you know, and given new identities and stuff. So it's this stuff. It does go on. I don't know. Um, you know, nine eleven people that were supposedly on the planes, and then there's weird accounts of that. And who knows? I don't know if for sure that any of that is accurate but there's been rumblings like this sort of thing going on and if you're pfizer moderna you know what 50 grand here 50 grand there it's nothing like if you can if you can keep people from saying like oh yeah we think it was the vaccine that killed them it's worth it so and and we talked before about you know who would take that money but it's, I'm sure that it's people that are not really paying attention anyway. And it's like, I don't know if the vaccine had anything to do with it. I'll take the money. You know? sure. <laughs> but yeah. Seth Rich's brother took the money. So you, just, yeah. uh, you never know who's going to take the deal. Yeah. And then you got to get mad at the people trying to figure out the truth because that's a normal way for someone who loved the person who died to react about their their death like what you're trying to find out what happened i'm like please leave me alone 
That's yeah. the first time I saw that was the supposed surviving members of the nine, you know, people who died in nine eleven. Yeah, there's some outspoken ones that one one lady that <clears throat> confronted Obama about it and then later mysteriously died. It was weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's I've, there's always there's always some people that don't take the deal. Yeah. But I think there is the deal being given out. You know, yeah. Ernest Ramirez with right. his son has been out there day one and he he talked about they offered him money to shut up basically so that was ivory hecker i believe that was one of her stories after she quit live on the air she went and got Ernest, and Ernest's poor son was 13 14 years old dies the doctor says well he must have been obese kids not fat it's just yeah. yeah we played that all on the show it was last year i think so yeah and so i mean good for the people that don't Take the deal and shut up. But it, to me, it is plausible that people are swayed by that. Yeah. I'm going to do a, a quick tangent, and it's super quick. But this is something I've kind of stumbled onto. One of my favorite videos, and James has actually talked about this several times, that you know his most popular video, he didn't... he. You know, he put less work in than he put in some of his other videos, which he wished were more popular than this. And that was the 9-11 conspiracy video. I think it's his most viewed video on YouTube before his YouTube channel got taken down. It was 9-11, a conspiracy theory. Thank you. Thank you. Where he goes through the official story. Right. Goes through the official story, but kind of set to music and shows how ridiculous it is. Um, anyway, that sort of stuff tends to ring true with people. There's a little bit of humor to it. And so maybe they can take it on that way. But one thing I've stumbled onto is I'm starting to see a lot of Twitter. And I think there are some of them are reposts from TikTok, but young kids doing social media posts, videos like that, um, which just tongue in cheek enough that it goes kind of viral. And I think that's cool. I think that might be a way moving into the future to kind of escape the censors and whatnot. You know, maybe you and I can make a one minute TikTok. I don't know one about how bad vaccines are or something, but it does seem like it's a possible way to escape the censors and try to try to wake people up. This is funny. This is a uh, video. It's on. It was on Twitter. I think originally it might have been TikTok, but the title of it is "This is legit how most real men think." And it's got a you know pretty girl on the uh, thumbnail, so you you know people come on, they click it, and uh, I just it, it's kind of amazing the amount of information they cram into fifty nine seconds here. So what are you thinking about? Yeah. Uh, so during the Las Vegas shooting, Stephen Paddock supposedly. Exp- I should I should actually say since you can't see the video, it's an attractive uh, girl, and she's on the phone with somebody, and she's on a phone with a boy, or, and she says, "So what are you thinking about?" So what are you thinking about? Yeah. So during the Las Vegas shooting, Stephen Paddock supposedly expended over 3,000 rounds of ammunition over the course of 10 minutes from 27 AR-15s, each equipped with bump stocks. But that would have required him to drop a gun for another after each 30-round mag was empty and then reload each of the 27 ARs at least four times over. That's even despite the fact videos from survivors show a non-stop stream of bullets at a fire rate much higher than that of a bump stock AR-15 and resembling more of a fire rate similar to that of an M240 light machine gun. And investigative photos of Paddock's hotel room where he shot from only show 50 spent shells. And what about 
about once when the FBI took over the investigation, Paddock's house somehow burnt down and destroyed all the evidence, and years later, America's mass shooting is still ruled to have no motive. And, even after Paddock's brother went on air claiming nothing made sense, the following day, he was arrested for possessing several hundred terabytes of child porn on a 20-year-old computer running on Windows 95? It all doesn't make any sense. And this is according to the FBI? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Not, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> cool way to get information might, out there might might be giving someone talking to a pretty girl too much credit i agree but but it, it, it uh it's uh it's effective it's effective gets you to click no, on it, it and, and yeah. then you, you cram that in there and all of a sudden and there's there's all kinds of research you could just take from that 59 seconds like wait does that i said there's some stuff in there i didn't know i was like oh that's wild i didn't know the computers running windows 95 how exactly do you fit that many terabytes of anything on a computer running windows 95 (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's 40 gigabyte hard drive (laughs) yeah man that the vegas shooting is it's it's has anyone done like a full documentary on that thing yet i'm sure there is i have nobody that how about how do i say this no one has done anything exhaustive that you and I would really respect and, and put a lot of weight in. You know, there's no yeah. Jason Burmis slash James Corbett slash you know anybody like that who's put a bunch of, of work into it. It's but it, it's it's ripe for the for the taking. It's it, there, what, there's no I don't understand that. There's no well the local reporters that. Are oh, looking right. into no, it, they keep had turning a up thing. dead, right? Yeah, they had a whole thing. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I should. Well, I don't know. Maybe don't. Maybe don't turn up dead, Andrew. <laughs> didn't take the vaccine. Don't look into I, Las Vegas. I'm not right. looking into it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do we do now? We take. We we thank some producers for the show. Thanks some sure. contributors. Sure. Is it time? I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? Nope. Okay, nope. let's look. Uh, I don't think I can open. Let me see if I can open the spreadsheet from here. Is it updated at all since our last show no. or not? Not at all. No. No one knew. That's unfortunate. Let me look again. Do-do-do-do. This is what I should have been doing over the break that I did not do. I can't even get it pulled up anyway. I'll close out of it to see if that helps. Well, while we're waiting for that time code, (laughs) this is our first show of the new year. Do you want to play the happy new year song? while you take it by yourself a little time. We have a a happy new year song. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You should be. As a harsh December nears its end approaching 2023 I'd like to remind the unvaccinated scum that they can never be friends with me Cause we've taken every shot there is We're still testing eight times a day We've quarantined Sanitized and pushed our families and friends away. My best friend. Don't-
a stroke on his eyes went Pfizer blind. He also has myocarditis, but it's nowhere near as bad as mine. We hope the new year brings new jabs, cause we're craving mRNA. Take a boatload of potentially fatal side effects over a mild cold day. Oh, hail the pharma billionaires. These guys have got our backs. They'll be working hard on a vaccine that might prevent vaccine heart attacks. We need to drive a Cars, car Mercedes into zones. If you leave your zone without permission, you'll be murdered by a NATO drone. We should send more money to fascists in Ukraine because it is needed here. We'll have plenty of loans. And cockroach farms to sustain us throughout the year. We'll crunch their shells in darkened rooms, cause electricity has gotten too dear. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Tim. <laughs> it would have been better if it was actually before New Year to play that song. Yeah. Yeah, my, my bad on that. Sorry. Well, well, um, it's, I'm not, not even sure. Not as that, not as out of date as the uh, Doctor Tam talking to Mrs. Claus clip that I put in there, but the yeah, we don't have to play that one. All right, as you guys know, this is a listener-supported podcast. We don't take any advertisements, because who would advertise on this show, to be quite honest? We yeah, seriously. We're going against everybody, and we just say what we want. So we keep it going. You guys send in the money and the links and the well wishes from uh, across the country or can, across the world. Can you imagine the advertising pitch for our podcast? All right. So, so, <clears throat> so, so you guys do a show once a week. Well, yeah, like most, most, most well, of the time, once a week, most not, not always once a week, but, but pretty regularly. Yep. And, uh, so what do you guys talk about? Oh, mainly, you know, like vaccines are bad and killing you and how government's kind of out to kill you too. Oh, okay. Interesting. So what, uh, what sort of products? Hold on. Hold on. Let me, can I, can I, can I get one? So how do you lead into such a serious topic? Well, usually there's about 10 to 20 minutes of completely inane talk about the weather, sports. Weather and football. What's yeah. going on in our we'll lives. Talk about weather and football. A lot and, of football. Yeah. It's not, it's not really relevant to anyone that listens, but you know, it, it's us <laughs> talking to each other about football and the weather. And that's how we ease into the so, super so it's tough a sports topics. podcast then no, it's a football it's, podcast it's really, that, that could not, work not not really because no, then because right. then we get into like the you know the 1984 predictions and 
you know, the uh, the government situation. Well, at least you guys don't talk about Flat Earth. No, we. I mean, there's a guy. He, he, he's half oh. of the show. He talks. He talks about Flat Earth. It's like a new oh. development within the last year or so, but it keeps the people coming. There's like a whole listener have- segment that follows just him. So we have Flat Earth conspiracy theorist Christians who also care about Pacific Northwest weather and football. I don't think yeah, that's so, really our market. So, uh, yeah, so who who do you think would buy advertising? Uh, uh, yeah, so. Yes. It's kind of amazing that anyone listens, much less <laughs> would advertise on the podcast. But You know who listens? And the the people who do listen are amazing people. That's they the, are. You know, we, they are. I, I kid about our podcast, but I don't kid about that fact. Absolutely. Danny. Danny listens. Danny from Medford, Oregon listens for $25 every single show. And we thank Danny for that. Just to double check, do you, can you open the spreadsheet? I think I already know I'll the answer to this. Again. If you check, the last donor should be anonymous in $100, but I can't get it open from here. So I'm just going to keep cruising on. We'll do give, send, go first, and then we'll do PayPal. So It should still be... 2022 you didn't make a new one right i have not no i haven't opened this in a while it's just part of the problem so i need to make a whole new spreadsheet and everything else so my apologies it's been a busy kind of crazy week and i didn't get it all so we did we did not do um and no there's no new information but um anonymous i will say 100 is the last donation right january uh, the first Revelations Radio News was two fifty eight, so the, of this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So two fifty eight to three oh two. So did we do forty four shows? That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's not like my for goal. us. <laughs> for us, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, yeah. I pr- appreciate you doing the quick math on that. So anyway, Danny from Medford, Oregon, of course, gave us. $25. Thank you very much, Danny. Danny, you are awesome. Uh, next up, uh, old uh, name, but a goodie. And I've, re- I've, I've, I've regret that I didn't see this donation uh, at the time because I, I should have reached out. I didn't see anybody in Seattle, too. We had a couple listeners shoot me an email. One shot me a text, another shot me an email. Say, hey, 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 I'm he- if you're here, we can hang out. And I didn't get back to anybody. It was unfortunate. Some relatives were, they're elderly and started to get sick. So don't want to say we quarantined, but we didn't, we didn't get out much anyway. Uh, but my buddy Kyle from Kent said, Merry Christmas, Tim. Did you make it back to Pacific Northwest in time to enjoy the freezing rain? My <laughs> kids and I thought it was great fun. Everyone else. Not so much. I have video of my son, uh, literally just, but he's like, Dad, Dad, we get a sled. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think you need a sled, man. Just like sit down. So I have video of my son just sliding down the road. <laughs> it's nice, ice, just frozen, nice hill. Just whoosh. he's crawling on all fours, and then he just slides down. It's like a, like the luge, practicing for the luge. Next up is oh, this is from a new donor, at least to my to my eyes, Anita. Uh, who has sent in $20. She says, I enjoy listening to your unscripted banter and always look forward <laughs> to your next episode. Be safe and God bless you both. 
What? Um, you could tell it's unscripted? <laughs> I was going to say, Anita, don't encourage us. <laughs> uh, next up, another anonymous donor from 10 days ago has sent $100. Thank you to anonymous donor for the $100. Also, Rick has sent in $10. Thank you, Rick. Uh, what is this? This is interesting. I don't know what in the world this says. Is this cut off? I have to look in a different spot. There's we got somebody who's got something for us here. Yeah, he's he cut it off on purpose. So this is interesting. This is our buddy uh, Reno from Texas, who is the fireman who was telling us about Teslas. Oh no, he he sent us an email. Okay. Where he's, he said it got cut off on Gibson oh, Go. Do we have that? Yes, I've got it. Okay, I'll, good. I'll find it. I'll read it in a second. You can Perfect. Read. Well, he sent in $52, of course, for 52 shows a year. Hey, 44 is pretty good. 44 yeah. is pretty good for us, especially considering a, a huge move and all the crazy stuff that's happened. Uh, this is another one. This is great, though. This is a big, long note. So this is from Mark of the Marches for $30. He says, well, it's well overdue me making my first contribution. I arrived by a familiar route of James Corbett a year or so back and have listened to every show since, usually while at work on Monday mornings. You both set the right tone with your meandering chats, (laughs) addressing the nauseating new normal. All very uplifting. Long may you run. By the way, the marches are English counties which border Wales. That's awesome, man. Thank you for sending that. Mark from the Marches. Very cool. My family is Welsh. I know that uh, I have some, have some Welsh. And, I, and Mark did want a book, and I, I did send one to him today. So. Perfect. Perfect. My I talked about my Canadian family. My mom, born and raised in Canada. But I believe her grandparents or great-grandparents both immigrated from wales so i do have some oh nice as our previous uh <laughs> emailer said definitely white definitely white <laughs> <laughs> y'all white boys uh next up anonymous donor for five dollars and this is feels good i think that person sent an email as well i remember so th- i've got uh i've you got reno's email yep. pull that one All please right. So he says, I finally sent you all a give, send, go. It mm-hmm. kills me to hear about you and your wife stranded with the kids due to unreliable uh, and unreliable car. I'm well-qualified and reliable older used cars. Our pastor runs a wholesale side business selling vans, school buses, and big old reliable cars. One of his 11 sons runs that now. Um, I'd say so he... Says you could find a good used car, so he, you know, you don't necessarily need a, a oh no, he a took new he car. Took, yeah, he took issue with me saying that you're buying other people's problems, yeah. and we had a yeah, and that I I still believe what I said, but I understand what he's saying. You look for the right look for the right thing, and he's offering services to you to uh, to help out, which is extremely appreciated. To find a find a good second vehicle, and I I did. Let them know it's kind of based on what where the employment thing goes. You know, do I need a car for work? Is it, uh, or do I just need a car to get to work? And kind of different, different needs there. So 
yeah, hopefully something works out. And he agrees on Volkswagen. He says, no, Volkswagen and its sodomite ads are not okay with me. <laughs> and Volkswagens are not okay in general. What? Their cost of ownership is very high. Keep in mind that lower fuel consumption always requires higher price, and many thousands of annual miles will be run to recover that initial added cost the 500 you save in fuel you'll lose in higher insurance and depreciation you could simply drive less in a large heavy safe older car and spend less annually organize shopping to twice a month spend money on your heritage seeds and soil amendments instead raise chickens and rabbits for meat i like it good advice thank you reno <laughs> reno <laughs> reno is our texas fireman he says. his his <laughs> His give, send, go message is not related to any of that. His give, send, go message literally just says, the one that is cut off, your fireman buddy Reno in Texas says, Tim, please let Andrew speak every week. Space is fake, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Reno. We appreciate you. Yes. Let's see. So, do you know the... I want to know his Latin translation here. He's got some Latin. Let me let me copy and paste it here. All right. All right. How does this work? We had one listener who emailed us, who emailed a bunch and said that we are dishonoring the Lord by celebrating Christmas. the The best time. To prepare everything is 10 years. If you want peace, prepare for war. It, what, he, what he actually wrote, that's the translation, which may sure. not be accurate. Tempus optimum ad hoc quad preparet omnia ex annos cv pacem parabellum. Hmm. I've heard if you want peace, prepare for war. Uh, the best time to prepare everything maybe is ten years ahead. Maybe I don't know. I think he's he's riffing off. I think I titled the last episode in. Latin. Yeah, you had the Latin title, which is cool. I had to look it up, which I figured everybody would do. Now we start again. Post that uh, that one semester of Latin I took in college. Um, yeah, I I remember some. Like Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Latin, but that's about it. This is e from too brute. <laughs> this is from a. Oh, here it is. Here he is. Uh, this is from a familiar name, Buck. Uh, so, when are y'all going to start selling archive drives? So, this is this, maybe this is the same guy, or this is request number two. Oh, if it's request number two, this is really gaining momentum. <laughs> Exit strategy. I got a plan. <laughs> We, we sell all the shows we've done so far. If you think that these shows full of rambling about current events are boring, wait till you hear just, la- just rambling listen current to what events. It's not even current events. Eight yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, it would replace some of the PayPal d- donation shortfall. It will preserve a chunk of your life's works in homes that will cherish it. Oh, that's a really sweet one. It will give you the community access to a greater shared context in the form of index thumb drives. I'm personally interested in getting an archive copy sooner rather than later. Poke, poke, you, poke. I mean, do you From have all Buck, the shows? Um, feels good. I do. I have all the shows. Okay. I do. 
For a while, so, I thought I lost one through ten, but I have them all. I have them all. Oh, and that's, you know, and he's also referencing the sore spot of our website is we lost everything. What 2015, somewhere in there, we lost right. all our shows. 2014. Yeah, I had to build it all from scratch again, which was really unfortunate. We had a listener who was maintaining a, a server and uh, was paying him to do so. And then he be- got injured. He injured his back or whatever, had money issues, and then let the account go dormant. I didn't know. I guess he forgot. And all of our shows were deleted. All of our entire website was gone. Like I woke up and it was completely gone. Like It was literally just like... Just this 404 error, like, nope, this is not here. So everything you see, I've had to rebuild. And uh, if you go back, I've, I got a lot of the important, especially like interviews, James Corbett and, and other guests early on, but there are some huge gaps in it. So it might be, might be interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. How big is that thumb drive, though? I, I could look at it. But, uh, yeah, we could do thumb drives and mail them out. I don't know how we would... Uh, Yeah, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. What? What are they? What I mean? Yeah. Then you have to, how much if, does if the you, thumb drive if cost? If you get your upgraded charge, if you get some upgraded internet, it actually wouldn't matter. But so. uh, you know the way he says this, and I think it's important to talk about. You know, the, we we may, we may not always be here. You and yeah. I maybe you know, doing the show or whatever, but just, I think that's why the Corbett's doing the stuff that he's doing too. It's like, Hey, you know, in the future <laughs> they take down my yeah. website or they start blocking websites or calling it hate speech or whatever. It'd be nice to have physical copies of things. Right. And it, I guess, um, you know, I never, <laughs> I'm humbled and appreciative that he thinks that our podcast is worth saving. So that's, you you know, in the future apocalyptic world, it's like, let's pull out the revelations, radio news, USB. So, yeah, for you, it's just the, uh, and I wouldn't want to pull it out either, but for me, it's the same, uh, it's the same It's you know, probably James Corbett or, you know, some other shows that you just want to have to. The stuff that's kind of borderline on like too old, like mm-hmm. DVDs, you know. Mm-hmm. The problem is they still sort of make DVD players, but they break after, I don't know, six months, a year. Really? So it's kind of because we, I mean, that's all we have is DVD player, and it's they always break pretty quickly. So if they just full on stop making them, I don't know. Being able to play your physical media is. If, well, you got so, a, if you got a bunch of stuff on floppy disks, it's tough to <laughs> tough to thumb drives, you know, Andrew. Thumb drives. No, I I know. I'm just giving an example of yeah. data storage from the past that became obsolete. So. Did you know James Evan Pilato has a printed copy of every story that he's discussed? That's awesome. Isn't it? I had no idea how cool that would be. At first, when I first heard that in what, 2010, 2009? Like that's crazy, man. Why would you do that? Now it's like ten years, twelve years later. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I just so many bro- like you go back. Is it like archives. organized or? I'm sure it is. At, at my old desk, every every you know contractor. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking James Evan Pilato's 
archives more organized than your old desk. I'm just going to throw it out there. This throw is, it out there. That's most definitely a safe bet. So my organization method was just chronological. Okay. I just had the big open uh, you know, cabinet there in the desk mm-hmm. and just piled one one on top of the other. So it's like, oh, I need something from three years ago. That's about six inches down. <laughs> dig it out. So <laughs> it's like a, the Dvorak but, method. Last in, first out. It's last in is on top, first out. The, the joke, of course, is that I never needed a single thing from that entire stack of paper. But, you know, whatever. Uh, here's another good email from... Uh, I, I got to get to PayPal after this. Uh, here's a good email from Caleb from Tulsa. So we got two Calebs that listen. And uh, I thought this was kind of funny, but uh, you sent this in. Oh, he's, he said, I can't read the email on the podcast. Dang it. Well, don't read it. Can't read it. But he sent in a Maybe documentary about... Forward it to me. Yeah. Okay, I will right now. Uh, but he sent in and he says, hey, you guys are talking about the founding fathers. Do you know they might not have been Christian? Here's a documentary. And he links to a Chris Pinto one. And I... Oh, okay. I didn't get a chance I think to I write. have that. Yeah. I didn't... I, I, didn't get a chance to write them back yet, but I wanted to say on the show, I own that. I think Andrew owns that, and we were both big Chris Pinto fans. And as he started turning stuff out, I've listened. We had most of his stuff. So I was I was on his email list, and I feel like it's been a while since yeah. I've gotten something from him. Yeah. Um, but I I think he did do. You know, I mean, documentaries. He can't do a documentary once a week, so yeah. He might be working on something and not ready to be in the, the last phase. One I have on him was the Kinsey syndrome. Well, he did dark hit of uh, dark clouds over Elberton with uh, Doctor Future, and that wasn't super recent either. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, of course we got we got so many good emails this week. But yes, uh, lots of deists and Freemasons and yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. A, a, can, if you look at the religious demographics of the colonies, the uh, Freemasons were very overrepresented in the Founding Fathers. Yes. Because there were a lot of real Christians living in the U.S. at that time. Yep. So. Mark sent another email. I think we're done with emails for now. So I'll throw out another documentary recommendation as uh, came from our friend will helio sorcery yeah i think it's if, if you want some it will it actually reminded me of chris pinto stuff okay in the um like uh bashing the jesuits right you know there's lots of jesuit bashing so it's All always right. a, good, a good chris pinto staple <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very true. Uh, so on the PayPal, starting way back right right after the show, uh, I think this was the donation that came in right after Danny's, but a gentleman named Chris from somewhere in the hills of western Georgia sent in $100. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. John from Swallowfield, Berkshire, UK, sent in his uh, customary $10 on Christmas Day. Thank you, John. Got a listener in yes. Berkshire, UK, who listens and donates regularly. I mean, this, we're well over a year now. He sent us ten bucks a month. So, thank you, John. 
Ian sent in a hundred bucks via PayPal. So thank you, Ian. That is the same Ian who we had the correspondence with. So we appreciate you, Ian. It's Tim. You're, uh, it's a little quiet. I don't know if something changed with the hello, audio. Hello, 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 hello. Or if it's recording quiet, but yeah, I'll bump up my my dbs here maybe i'm just not talking close enough to the mic uh and then at the new year we had robert who sent in five dollars so thank you robert autumn from snoqualmie washington sent in five dollars thank you autumn and then our customary uh ten dollars from kyle thank you kyle for sending him ten dollars so my apologies about uh, getting back to everybody that sent in emails and everything. Hadn't had a chance to do that. I know Andrew was doing a lot of that load. So we thank you, Andrew. And uh, I will get everything uploaded into the spreadsheet and make sure to get uh, the proper producer credits on this show. Hopefully I can get it out in the next 24 hours. I don't like a show going into the to the weekend, but it's just the way it's got to be this week. So that's it. Thank you guys for... Uh, for supporting the show and uh let's move on all right you want me to throw out a couple random different topics stories throw random different topics and let me pick one i always like this game Oh, I don't. They're not like deep dives. They're okay, just like okay, good. All right, so headlines, just... and if you've got a, a reaction, we'll okay. So, Elon Musk's Starlink now has one million active subscribers, and guess what? The speeds have come way down because when you put a bunch of mm. subscribers on, it doesn't work as well. Shocker. Mm. Which is the same in uh, fixed wireless uh, as it is in, quote, satellite. Right. Uh, but, yeah. So hmm. it's it was predictable, but there was some good marketing where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have gigabyte speeds pretty soon. Sure, Elon. So I thought that was interesting. And this was sent to me by Chris on Facebook. Uh, he Different Chris than, than donated, but Chris always gives me some good information. From John Whitehead, yes, Jesus would have been branded a domestic extremist today. Uh, excellent essay. It's on the Rutherford Institute. We'll have it linked in there. Uh, from LifeSite News, Canadian government releases children's coloring book about assisted suicide. What? According to this children's oh. resource, if you have a disability, you may be justified in feeling that your life is not worth living and taking steps to ending it. Oh, did, thank you, Canadian government. How did Canada step up so high on the dystopian like pedestal? It is... That's a good question. It just—it's out of nowhere, man. It was the, always—they call like, it uh, "made medical yeah. assistance in dying." Yeah, we, we somehow managed to escape this topic and haven't played clips of it. But there's uh, nothing darker than uh, playing clips of a man who's scared to be homeless and is talking to his doctor about possibly oh, yeah. killing himself. I mean, it's yeah. You want—I mean, come on, man. What is this? Critiquing eugenics? What I mean, this is eugenics yeah. at its finest, my friend. This is it. Yeah. 
Yay, are you poor? <laughs> Sorry about Well, yeah, so <laughs> we should make the meme, you know, with the, the Pawn Stars guy, where it's like, the best I can do. <laughs> they did, so they the did. Ki- I've seen this meme already. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have Canadian cancer. government. Yeah, best I, I can do I, is a bad I need, lethal I need medical, you know, I need medical help or I need financial help. Best I can do is assisted suicide. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Canada. I always knew you guys cared. <laughs> no, it's, I've I've seen that video that you're talking about, and it's so sad because the guy's like, I don't really want to die, but I don't want to be homeless. And that you know. video's sad, man. There's something very dark about that video. Yeah, it, it's like he keeps waiting for the the joke to be over and the government to be like, oh no, we'll help you out. You don't have or to. Or someone to save suicide. him. He's like the people yeah. interviewing him, like hoping he's like hoping that somebody's going to be like, oh well, we can figure something out. It's like, yeah. Where's it? Where's that guy's GoFundMe or Give Send Go? Come on. Yeah. But no, and we're just going to make him a topic of a story. Hey, you could die. What about dying? Have you thought about that? Yeah. So this is... The new cure for poverty just dropped. What What's going on is proving the uh, supposed fallacy of the slippery slope. That it, maybe it's not a fallacy after all. Like, this is why you don't want euthanasia. Oh, it's only be in just, you know, horrible people in horrible pain and they're going to die in a week anyway. That's all it'll ever be for. Yeah. It's, then pretty soon it's like, oh, you've got a, a disability and you're not able to uh, be a productive contributor to the economy. I mean, uh, you don't have a good quality of life. Uh, you should probably kill yourself. So. I saw a social media post recently. A guy gets divorced. He divorces his wife because she refused. What was it? He wouldn't. She wanted to abort their Down syndrome child, and he like wouldn't have it. And so she had the baby, and then didn't want to care for it. And so he they got divorced. But it's like it's. To be fair, it's usually the other way around. It's I understand. usually the man. I understand. It's probably why it made the news. Yeah. Because it was the other, other way around. Well, I don't know. It's surprising that it made the news because if the man is the good guy, maybe they were, it was like, a look at the look at the evil man wanting to keep the Down syndrome baby instead of <laughs> aborting it like a good you know, member of society. Yeah. <sighs> A world without Down syndrome. There's a bonus documentary recommendation. World without Down syndrome is the is the documentary. It's very good. Uh, on to oh, I want to talk about politics. It's I mean euthanasia. We could talk about that, but politics. Oh. Uh, the Carrie Lake thing, she's still sort of fighting it, but you know, it's in the court, so she's toast. I yeah. I have no hope of justice. No. Even it, though I think she most definitely won. Funny, I was talking to somebody recently who said there was no widespread evidence of voter fraud in the twenty twenty election because of the you can tell about the results from the courts. All the <laughs> yeah. courts results. Because the the court said no. There wasn't. There's no evidence of widespread. Yeah. All I, got right, a, uh, I got one. Let me throw one a random one at you. This is a good one. All While right. we were in Seattle, there was people without power, which is hard because the first two days we were in Seattle, it was like 
in the 20s and lower. Yeah. Two men charged in attacks on four Pierce County utility oh, substations. Did I have that this? story. Did you? <laughs> I have that story. Yeah. Two Puyallup men have been charged in attacks at four Pierce County substation that left thousands in the dark on Christmas, which is weird or not weird. This is, of course, my commentary, which is unique because it was an especially cold Christmas in Seattle. Matthew Greenwood, 32, and Jeremy Crahan, uh, 40, are charged with conspiracy to damage energy facilities in possession of unregistered firearms, according to the U.S. Attorney for Western District of Washington, Nick Brown. The men were arrested on Saturday following an investigation by the FBI. Four substations were vandalized where uh, were Graham, the Graham Elk Plain substations operated by Tacoma Power and the Copsawin and Hemlock substations operated by Puget Sound Energy. Power was cut to more than 14,000 customers. All the attacks happened in the middle of the night, according to Pierce County Sheriff's Department spokesperson Sergeant Dan Moss Jr. According to court documents, the attacks at the substations were attempts to cover up a burglary at a local business where Crayhan drilled out a lock in Greenwood stole from a cash register. The damage to the Tacoma huh. substations alone is estimated to be at least $3 million. So these morons stole a couple <laughs> grand and then do $3 million in damage and leave 14,000 people without power in, sub, in, in freezing temperatures. Now, I'm, I'm glad you brought that because the story I had was they hadn't caught anyone yet. Ah, so the men were identified. This is from two days ago. The men were identified, which and there was no power while I was there. So this is a new development. The men who were identified as possible suspects through cell phone records and surveillance video at one substation, Tacoma Power recorded images of a man and a pickup truck that appeared to be connected to the attack. Similar truck was found to be connected to the suspects, according to the Justice Department. In addition, distinctive clothing seen in surveillance agents also seized two unregistered short barrel shotguns one of the weapons was equipped with a makeshift silencer (laughs) it looks like a makeshift silencer too (laughs) uh literally duct tape both men will appear in u.s district court in tacoma on tuesday where prosecutors will ask the suspects to remain detained at the federal detention center in SeaTac pending further hearings conspiracy to attack energy facilities is punishable by 20 years possession of unregistered firearm is punishable by, by 10 years Here's a couple pictures of the gun seized. These guns look not scary. <laughs> it's just like some like home, almost homemade looking guns. One's really old, huh. like cut off barrel. The other one has duct tape all over it. So, um, you know, I mean, no one's the the term <laughs> criminal mastermind is kind of a misnomer. I mean, most criminals just really not that bright. But this is kind of a whole other level. It's like like. E- you robbed a store, which in Seattle is like encouraged behavior. You're not even gonna get a. You're not even gonna get investigated for it. And oh, so let's go commit three million dollars worth of damage, knock out power for fourteen thousand people. Just, you know, that's fourteen thousand is enough angry people. Yeah, you got- to make the police actually do their yep. jobs for once and uh, well, get arrested. Of, elected officials like, eh, we probably have to. We're gonna vote on this. Like, this. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we're gonna have to answer for this. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't believe it either. In when I was in Seattle, when there was horrible fires in 2020 in August and July. All the undergrowth and the constant fires along the freeways, and it just felt like sabotage. It felt like 
yeah. uh, Antifa Antifa or whatever was setting fires all over the state. It just felt weird. I had this like deja vu moment where you know the TV comes on. We're probably watching football or whatever up there in Seattle, and this fourteen thousand people without power. I'm like, oh no, something froze and it's down. It's like no, this substate these substations don't work. Huge pieces of infrastructure have been stolen, and then my immediate thought was, it's got to be Antifa, but. uh Nope. Turns out just uh, two boneheads. But this, or maybe it's not. The, I don't the know. Reason, cover so story. The, yeah. So the reason I pulled the story or grabbed it that it stuck out was that this is not the first power, you know, substation attack. Yeah. And there, in Washington specifically. Yeah, there was one when we lived up there. I remember uh, the first one of the first high school games. Uh, there in Linwood, it was the Edmonds School District, Meadowdale, playing some other team. I can't remember which. And the lights are supposed to go on because it's getting dark, and the lights don't go on. And then they look, and there's huge pieces of copper missing. Oh, yeah, they stole the copper. They stole know. the copper that connected it to the substation to the to the stadium. So, yeah, I, I remember this happening while we were there. I mean, it's a huge problem. Yeah. I was told uh, by a ODOT employee, the Oregon Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, we just we've started putting like high voltage signs on everything, <laughs> on that's, all the all the copper stuff." Smart, to, you know. Eventually, someone's going to get fried because they stop believing the high voltage signs, but uh, it's yeah. probably effective there. So. Yeah, there's there's something going on. Just store that away. There's some sort of narrative around the power stations. We've talked a little bit about it, and I I think it's to push this uh, national power grid idea, which is a terrible idea. Yeah. And if they can't hype up some just you know naturally occurring stories, uh, they're gonna make it happen to to try and try and push the national power the thing grid because you you can't take down the nation's power grid unless there is a nation's power grid to yeah, take down it has to be interconnected yeah so the, the right thing to do is to put everything online andrew come on <laughs> yes let's let's make it uh to protect it from hacking let's put it online and make it hackable <laughs> yeah. so. If the federal government were managing the power for everyone in the country, I'm sure it would be so much better. How did this happen? Dot JPEG. Yeah. Somebody hacked it. Said telecom giant uh, is offering a new Girl Scout patch in exchange for promoting the wonders of 5G. And that's Ericsson. Over in Europe, and oh, I did not pull the video. It's, it, I actually decided not to, to play the video. There's like a commercial where it's some hack for Ericsson talking to a bunch of kids about 5G. I think it's supposed to be funny, but yay, 5G! Yeah, it's just It didn't. It didn't really work. Just the audio. I get it. So, I get it. Yeah. 
So it's, you know, it's let's have the Girl Scouts promote it. Let's put the towers on or next to just every school, coincidentally. It's, you know. Yep. No, it does. There's a there's a weird correlation between 5G and others in schools. So schools got to have fast internets. Yeah, schools and hospitals got to get the towers up on the top of the hospitals too. So. Yeah. All right. Well, it's three minutes to midnight. Should we wrap it? Let's, let's wrap it up. So this this does not work. Uh, but people should go look it up if they haven't seen it. The Twitter account is at Warren Cole Smith. Okay. And it is Rick Warren giving a tour of his library. Oh, no. Have you seen this? No. <laughs> I, I, I. Uh, if you, I'm just going to say, if you haven't seen it, it's worth looking up. So, it's... He claims to have read the books in the library, too. Which, it's like, if you read all these great books, how can you write such a terrible book yourself, Rick? But Are you talking about The Purpose Driven Life, the number two bestseller of all time? And, well, and just the, the general theology weaknesses of Rick Warren. We'll put it that way. But. It's a secret... Oh, my gosh. Are you watching it? Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. So if you've if you've got a library that opens by means of a secret button inside of a you know book safe type deal, why are you showing that on the internet? I don't. Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose? <laughs> Tell it to like Mark he, Rober. There's somebody he, out there. Here's the joke. I I did not get that joke. But no, there's somebody out there might. Here's the secret button, and here's where it's located to see this giant library. I don't know. It's it's amazing though, isn't it? Yeah, it is huge. Holy smokes! I don't, I don't even know how to put a dollar value no. estimate on it. But also, Rick needs to maybe eat some. Rick doesn't look like he's in shape. <laughs> Maybe some uh, some nutrition books. Maybe yeah. some exercise. Yeah, would be. Oh, I was going to tell you. This is a parting thing. Uh, Fairlife. I guess Fairlife is a. They've gone woke, just like every other company in the world. But uh, I've, I haven't even seen their woke commercial. But as soon as I talked about Fairlife to somebody, they're like, "Oh, they went woke." There's this commercial. They have a ultra. I know you. You have your daughter drinks milk, so they have a new ultra. It's not new. I discovered it. It's been around for a while, but they call it ultra filtered milk. What this is is kind of the opposite of raw milk, but it's actually kind of cool because they can filter out some parts of the milk that aren't necessarily needed and increase other parts. So Fairlife uh, Ultra Filtered Milk has like. more than double the protein of regular milk and it has like fortified with like d3 and a couple other things so i know you're on the milk quest 
Uh, you might look into that. It's just like a it's lower calories, lower sugar, and higher protein content milk. And they do that all just by filtering out different things. Hmm. Yeah. Just worth looking at. I don't know if it would be interesting to you at all. I'm, we're trying a little bit of it here. Uh, but Well, uh, I found out that... I don't know. Maybe it's already talked about it, but the what's it? The milk for like lactose intolerant people. Yeah, mm-hmm. they actually do that by. No, you told us about this. Yeah, so yeah. The this this is the same. lactose this... free is actually like adding stuff in that gets taken out by pasteurization. Lactase. Yeah, this is supposedly lactose free as well, so it probably has lactase added to it. But anyway. It's delicious milk and it has a little more protein. I just thought it might be helpful. I know we got a, somebody that drinks the milk there, so I, I want to find some raw milk. There's got to be. There's a lot of cows around, Tim. Dude, you just got to make the drive. There's someone with I'll raw give you milk. The, I'll give you their phone number. You just text them. Just tell them, "Hey, I'm coming down. Six dollars a gallon. About an hour drive. Eh, an hour and a half by the time you get down there and back." <clears throat> There are cows much closer than an hour away, Tim. Yep. And in, 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 uh, Christian farmers who are willing to uh, put it through, to, to milk it, put it through a uh, brief filtering, and then shove it into a refrigerator and sell it to you for less than the current prices know, at Walmart. That's, that's crazy. That's then awesome. I don't know that you're going to find that. So and you know, it's, it's not a business legal. opportunity. It's not illegal, but it's not necessarily legal too. It's a complete gray area, and they don't care. So. No, it's a uh, no. It's totally legal in Oklahoma. Farmer to consumer is legal. Retail is illegal in this freedom state. We're so free, you can't sell real milk. <laughs> I mean. Oregon's it's not free it's not legal is it either is it no Washington is so but yeah I know. I know because there used to be a bunch of hippy dippy people who didn't trust the government or big pharma in in Washington yeah my my last raw milk buying experience in Washington consisted of me getting kicked out of the store for not wearing a mask so. <laughs> A little bit of a contradiction there. Like, so I can't, oh, you could sell can't, the you could sell the raw milk, but you can't shop in a grocery store without so a mask. I can't breathe the full amount of oxygen, but I can have the non-pasteurized milk from a cow. Yeah. Where's your mask? Meanwhile, in Oklahoma, no masks in sight, but no, oh, you can't sell sell raw milk. What? dangerous too dangerous super dangerous so all right man well we're back uh i hope things go well with the job transition over there uh pray for pray for andrew also pray for andrew for the weekend he's gonna be super yes. dad super dad oh, man and uh he's gonna have to uh he's gonna have to do the unthinkable single parenting for for four days that's tough man I've done, like I said, two or three. I don't know if I've done four. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely did it, but I'd only only had one kid at the time. One kid's easy though. You just you can give them all your attention. It's the it's the two well, kids it's a scenario that gets gets a little hairy. Yeah, your your one kid at the time was a was your son too. So it's yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be easier. It's a, it is easier in a lot of ways. Yeah. It is. 
because you know what they want you know what they hair tangles and yeah yeah yeah. hey i'm let me tell you andrew i'm gonna tell you right now i am uh learning to brush the hair so okay i who have no hair at all also trying to (laughs) learn how to brush hair and apparently i'm not good at it because i get yelled at by both of my (laughs) ladies in my life no daddy <laughs> she has curly hair man she has curly hair it's like it mats up in the back and you got a whole dreadlock situation unless you brush it like <laughs> daily you have to brush it daily and it's just yeah some moms out there are laughing of course you have to brush it daily tim of course I don't even have hair. You seen this pot? You seen my profile pic and on Twitter or anything? I got no. I got. I got a beard. That's it. No hair at all. Shave it with a razor. So I haven't had. I haven't owned a comb since like sixth grade. You don't brush your hair. No. <laughs> That's awesome. Just, just it is just what it is, right? Just I haven't had a haircut in a while too, so it's getting a little too long for that, but whatever yeah i i made a deal with the my son he he hates haircuts and he has beautiful hair blonde beautiful hair thick hair and uh he <laughs> he's like it's getting worse and worse and my wife's like you need to get his haircut and i'm like ah he hates it you know let's let it go and i'm like living vicariously through i'm like look at this beautiful locks it's awesome <laughs> and then uh i was like look dude i have to take you to get a haircut he's like ah oh, no. So I'll make you a deal. If you let me trim the sides and the back, just the like the 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 sideburn area and the back. Because the sideburn on kids, once that starts to go long, it just goes right in their ears and they look terrible. Yeah. Let me trim the sideburn and let me trim the back of your neck. I will buy us a couple more weeks and then you can get a haircut from my buddy in Seattle, who he liked, and we'll give him like mm. multiple lollipops per visit. <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, all right, all right. So before the piano recital, I got in there. So got in there with hair, the, hair the clippers, got a little... And then, uh, yeah, pushed it all the way out. And we're he's freshly haircutted now, back to school soon. So more inane stuff that nobody else needs to hear about or care about. So yeah, anyway, thank, good luck to thank you. Thank you for listening to the end. Yes. Yeah. Thank, and good luck to Andrew this weekend. Uh, we'll be praying for you, buddy. I appreciate that, and I need it. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say Sounds like space propaganda to me. Oh, God.
need to find something ridiculous to say about it. So he's thro- <laughs> he's throwing a basketball. I don't even know if it was an asteroid. It could have been a rock. Could have been it probably been was a rock. an asteroid. There's always space stuff in kids programming, but yeah, it's not the point, Andrew. <laughs> it's not the point. How often? How often? How long are we gonna have to do this? It's completely off topic. Let me sit in my my my. Let me wedge this in here. You're talking about good Christian space. There's space in there. Let me be the first to embrace anti-science aggression. Anti-science aggression. Anti-science aggression. I would say anti-scientism aggression would be more accurate. I was fine being called an anti-vaxxer. All the 9-11 truth terms, all the denial terms for climate denier, all that. I'm fine with all that. I'm just embracing the anti-science do you understand the idea of like let's end on some positive notes and talk about christmas like do you when i say those words it's just like oh this is just tim talk let me think about how the earth is flat and space is dumb i don't actually hear the words you're saying because it doesn't feel like we're gonna talk about two gay dudes and a sheep that you understand positive message to end the merry christmas show once you're dead, you won't get COVID anymore. No more COVID for you. You know, I just don't believe what's being fed to me. You don't know what else is out there. Yeah, you don't even know how obscure it Do gets. Do you even know about Nephilim, bro? Right. Do you even Nephilim? Do you even in the days of Noah? I flew last year. Flew the year before. I don't care. I'll do what I want until you tell me I can't. And then I'll do what I want anyway. I don't know. I don't know what what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is there's something more important than money. Yeah. I I feel I feel the anti-science aggression. I'm an anti-science aggressor. And don't forget that there was golden foil. So going after big pharma, that's the way to my heart. The true definition of fascism is what we're experiencing now. It could be a totally innocent uh, two gay guys and sheep. Like, it, just by putting it on television makes it a lie. Right. You well, know, and then... It's programming. Valuing human life makes perfect sense if God created us. Amen. And makes zero sense if we are a random cosmic Animals. accident, the result of, you know, chemical reactions on a rock hurtling through endless accidental space. Amen to that, man. Oh, shoot. I lost my train of thought. What were you just talking about?